Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is Ivan Lathan Jr. And it's me, Rachel and Lindsay. Rachel, Lynn, Lindsay. How's your family doing? How's the judge? <laughs> that, that's the first thing on your mind today. It's really sweet. Uh, judge is good. Judge is good. Um, no complaints there. You know, he he was one of the people who got caught up in the whole Southwest thing. What happened to him? With the, with the travel, with the traveling with Southwest. He was stuck in Houston. We were in Houston. He was stuck there. Couldn't get back. Flight kept getting canceled. Couldn't couldn't get in touch with anybody. So I had to drop him off at the bus station. The judge took the bus? Judge took the bus home. From where? Houston to Dallas. I'm going to guess. So, okay. I'm going to guess the time. So Houston to Dallas driving is how long? Just driving. It depends where. Let's just say downtown to downtown. Between three and a half and four hours, no traffic. So no traffic. So I'm going to guess then that Houston to Dallas on the bus, what kind of bus? Like it's called Von Lane. It's like a luxury bus, but really it's just Ah. a smaller bus. Um, Is this nonstop? This is nonstop. This, this this ride was nonstop. I think some of them do stop. This was nonstop. Okay, so then it's probably the same. It was um, about four hours. About four yeah. hours. Yeah. If you took a Greyhound bus, which is not dissing Greyhound, because I don't want to be like elitist. If you took a Greyhound bus from Houston to Dallas, regular mm-hmm. Greyhound, I would guess that it would be around seven hours. With stops. It doesn't matter with stops. Yes, it does. Well, wait a minute. That's the point. The point is the Greyhound bus will take you so long. Don't do what you're doing. Do you know what I'm saying? Aren't there nonstop? I'm almost positive you can get to nonstop. I don't know if there's nonstop. Let me ask you this. When's the last time you took the Greyhound bus? I think we've discussed this, but I'm asking you. I can tell you exactly when I took it. I took it um, sometime between like 2012, 2013. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. So it's been within 10 years. And you were in college at that point? I was already, gra- I was a lawyer. So why were you on a Greyhound bus? I don't know why I had to <clears throat> drive, but I went to go see my ex-boyfriend in Austin. And, and you took a Greyhound reason, bus. I used to always take the bus. I used to either ride the mega bus or the Greyhound. I don't know why I didn't take the car. I don't know if I didn't want to put miles on it. I probably needed to work. And so I was like, I'm just going to take the bus. See? Thought I was bougie. No, 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 no. I thought you had sense. Because there's it's no very, way. It was highly convenient for me. I Look, I took the bus. The last time I took the bus was to uh, see my girlfriend at the time. 2005. Mm-hmm. I took the Greyhound bus. I took it from Baton Rouge to Miami. Oh, yeah. So wow, that's not what I did. <laughs> I took it from Baton Rouge to Miami. So my girl at the time went to the University of Miami Law School. And so I wanted to go see her. But it wasn't that I couldn't afford a plane ticket because I had just worked on my first movie and I had a lot of money. The plane tickets were cheap. Mm-hmm. Okay, from Baton from New Orleans to Miami and it's actually a short flight. 
Yeah, it's less than three hours, I think. Oh, I think it's less than two. It might from be a two. Because I've done the New Orleans to Miami. Yeah, it's probably it, two. It might, I think it's less than two. Um, but I was too scared to fly. Okay, fair. So I went a long time without flying. I was too scared to fly. And I took the bus. The bus was cheap. And it was a very important time in my life. I vowed that that would never happen again. <laughs> and that's not the first time in my life that I've taken the bus. Okay. We, had, we, we took the bus cross country. Me, my I... mom, and my... We took the bus from Texas to California. Took the bus from Baton Rouge, essentially, to California. So we've been on the bus before. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. We took the bus. But that trip right there was so special for so many for so many ways. I've never been more uncomfortable. I've <laughs> never felt more unsafe. I've never, you know, the bus stops, picks up the brothers, it's just getting out. Shout out to them. You know what I mean? You got people on the bus with you. And they got, you know, their stuff in the the the, the plastic and you're talking to them. And you're like, uh, I remember I talked to this one guy. He's like, you know, I'm going to Miami because it's the bus stops in this correctional facility in like mid-central Florida. I don't know what it is. But the guys are stopping. You see them. They come out. They got their belongings in these plastic bags. Guy sits down. I'm talking to him. No, no, that's not bullshit. The bus stops and picks up the guys. They're getting out. I don't know. They, I vaguely they gotta, remember you telling me this. Yeah, I, that's not my experience. Please keep guy, going. <laughs> the guy gets off, talk to the guy. The guy's like, uh, I'm going well, way back to Miami. You know, nobody knows that I got out. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, no one knows. I didn't tell anybody. I'm going to surprise everyone. Oh. I'm like, um, well, shouldn't you get them ready? Don't you want like a party? Or something. You know, you're getting out. It's like, what if you, how, where if they're not prepared for you to get out? And I was like, who, where are you going first? He's going, I'm going to my girl, a girl's house. I was like, you should call. <laughs> He's like, no, that's the whole point. I don't want to call. I never forget this. Uh, Latino, Hispanic brother um, that was very nice, had a little Bible in his deal. He had like changed over his life inside. Had a had a little little Bible inside of his thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Told me that he had had a tough life. I was like, you should call. You should call, bro. I remember there was a guy sitting next to us mm-hmm. that had on the other side of the aisle that was playing on his um his like he had like a PSP. You know those things? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. A play, a handheld PlayStation. Yeah, and he was playing SOCOM on it, and I didn't have the nuts to ask this guy if I could have a turn on SOCOM. But the dude who had just got out of jail was like, man, can I play? And he was like, he just shook his head, no. He was like, no. And he kept playing the game. And he told me, he was like, you know, in the old days. Yeah. <laughs> I just took his game. But he's like, that's not what Jesus wants. Aww. Jesus wants us to be equitable and charitable. I'm like, this guy's great. And then I remember getting off, he's going to Miami, he's going to my girl's house. I'm like, yeah, you should probably just call. You know, just make sure. You know what I'm saying? Like when we got to Miami, it was like 5.30. So by the time he got to her house, it was going to be 8, 9. Like 
the time that it was gone, you know, this is going, I mean, not maybe not eight, nine, but at least like seven 30, like prime time to have people over. I just don't know who's over and I'm not making any assumptions, but, but you, you, are. Just <laughs> you, just, you just don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. And I was like, like, what if you go over there and like, you know, she's not ready by herself. Yeah, yeah. She's like, what, you know, it's like, what are you going to do? And his answer was, I don't know. <gasps> Honest and terrifying at the same Honest time. Honest and terrifying. And I remember, because I had to take the bus back, right? Hung mm-hmm. out with her, went to Key West, got super oh, sick. nice. Yeah, Key West was great. But I got sick in Key West. Salt water got in and it irritated me, whatever, sinus infection. Hang out for a little while in Miami, buy a bus ticket back. And back was the time when I was really like, never happening again. (laughs) Like, never happening again. We stopped at the same prison. This time, the prisoners were going north. Okay. You know what I mean? They were going to northern Florida. But this time was really the time that I just remember what it's like to stop at an Arby's. You know, what it's like to stop at a truck stop that has an Arby's connected to it mm-hmm. and you get off there and you haven't washed your ass in 10 or 12 hours and you're eating a roast beef sandwich. And you're just <laughs> looking around at the sheer humanity. You're just looking around at the humanity. You look at kids, snot noses. You look back down at a roast beef sandwich. For some reason, I got a chocolate shake, which was a mistake. You don't want to get that on a bus. Ew. Yeah, yeah, it's just not, I didn't, I shouldn't have gotten the chocolate shake, you know, and you, you look around and you really have to go and you're, you can't use the bus on the, the, the toilet on the bus that's out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then your only choice is the toilet on the bus or the toilet at a truck stop. And this is life. You got 10 hours to go. Like it, it is, it's just not worth it. Mm. So I, that's why I upgraded to the train. Which was better? Okay, okay. I, yeah, I, I. That was not my my trip to Austin was three hours. On the Greyhound, did you use the, the bathroom? You look like I a. Are not. you a pub? Are you a public bathroom person? You I try like not one. to be. I, I don't know what that to. means. I don't know what that means, but I try not to. When was the last time you used a public bathroom? Like you, I'm talking At an about, airport. I'm talking like cheeks to. Cheeks to do you put cheeks to do you use I, the little okay. paper I don't or do like you put this. cheeks? I cheeks squat. To, I squat. So you hover. Sure. You hover. I don't. You don't I, put don't even, cheeks I don't to, even put the put the paper because you don't want to slip. But how can you if you have to take a crap? Then you can't. I've squat. never have. I've never done that in a public bathroom. You've never taken a crap in a public bathroom before. If I did, I was sick. But I've never by choice said, you know what. I will have gas and hold it. I'm not going to do that. You're not going to take a crap in the public bathroom? No. I used to be this way. Unless I'm sick. I used to not be able to take to like take a crap period unless I took off all my clothes. I couldn't poop. I actually understand that. Yeah. It feels weird. I do not in public. And I mean, kudos to people that are comfortable enough to do that. I am not one of them. Nine years at TMZ. Nine years. 
I never took a crap in the office bathrooms. Yeah. Once. Yeah. Let me tell let me tell you what I found out. I found that there was a bathroom because when we moved to the reserve, there was like this bathroom off to the side. Like not that like it was really for people that would come to the but it was immaculate. I found the best bathrooms all over LA. If you're okay. in Beverly Hills, if you're in Beverly Hills on Rodale Drive, I'm telling you that I'm this is a tip. Cause I used to be out there shooting as a paparazzi and people would go to I'm not trying to diss these people. People will go to the Walgreens. The paparazzi will go to the Walgreens and use the bathroom in the Walgreens right there on Bedford. Okay. That's disgusting. Like, like you can't use it in the Walgreens. So on Rodale Drive, there is this, when you go down Rodale Drive, there's this area, right, with shops that are like inside of Rodale. Yes. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like that area where the shops are back there, you have to go back there. Okay. There's two floors to that. There's a top floor where all of these very nice shops. Oh, that's on Beverly. Is that on Beverly? Yeah, it's not on Ro- I Unless it comes out on the other side, I know exactly what you're talking about because I recently discovered it. They have a new restaurant down there called The Hideaway. Okay. There's, that's where the Carvel is, right? The Carvel uh, is over there. I don't know about anyway, that. So it, you go there on the bottom floor. Like past the little thing, there is a bathroom. And it is immaculate. It's a hidden, tra- it is, there is a bathroom. There is a person that waits outside the bathroom. It, there, it's immaculate, like immaculate. One of those bathrooms where you go in there and they have the automatic soap dispenser. They got fragrances that come in there. Music, Grove level. If you ever use the bathrooms in the Grove, Fucking fantastic. Okay. And I found that bathroom, told no one. Well, until now. Yeah, whatever. I'm not on the street anymore. So I'm saying, <laughs> but so you don't, so you don't use, you, 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 you're Absolutely like, you don't not. Do it. Absolutely not. Something about me now is I just, now that I've gotten older. Nope. Wherever it's place to take a shit, I got to take it. I can't, my okay. body can't, right. my body, uh, you know, my body can't do the same just, thing. It's just funny. It's it it like I can't, I can't wherever it has to happen is where it has to happen. Okay. And so um I just gotta have that little paper, you know? They have the little paper, you use the paper. Oh the paper, yeah. Paper I just, uh-uh. No? Uh-uh. Into it? I I've done it before. I slipped, I felt the toilet seat one time. I'll never do it again. You felt the toilet seat. It's, <laughs> it's it's disgusting. Do you use the do you use the bathroom on the this last question? <laughs> Last question. Do you use the bathroom on the plane? I've had to. And I hover. But I've never, never gone number two. Oh, I fucked a whole flight up one time. I fucked a a whole flight. We were doing hip-hop homicides. We were leaving. Oh, my God. This is recent. Yeah, I fucked up. I know I fucked these people flight up. I know the flight attendant looked at me. She looked at me. She judged me. Like, there's no way. It's like- And you I, did it in first class. We're going, yep, first class. Fucked it up. Going from, from where to here, where? From here to South Florida when we were doing the XXX Oh my and gosh, it was a side. long flight too? A long flight. It was so in disrespectful. The of, it was, I took a red eye, right? It was in the middle of the night. I was laying back. They had to lay flight. And when I'm, when you're laying back, it, it, the bubble up is even more severe. You know, it's like, it's like, oh, hmm. 
I'm like, and, I, and I tried and I tried to like turn over and, and like go back to sleep and my body's like nah this is happening like, this is, like, my body's like it's a jet blue flight my body's like nah this is happening this is happening there's nothing that you can do maybe it was jet blue I can't remember it's like so I go up there and I'm like yo is the is the bathroom free and she was the lady was so she was so nice she's like, oh no it's, it's cool in there it's, nobody's in there and I went in there and it was just got down like shit what do I do because I, I know I know I came through with she's this sitting the, right there she's sitting right there yeah it's just like this is the business in here and it was one of those ones to where your body is releasing some sort of toxin and you feel grateful for your body for performing at this level <laughs> but at the same and then you and then at the same time because when this is the last thing I say so when you get into the room Jesus. in the in the in the in the airplane bathroom at first you're like god damn how am I gonna do this I'm very cramped in here mm-hmm. but then you get situated where you're sitting yes, down this is very true. And, and you're like oh okay this is this is okay but then after you're done the uncomfortability of having to move around for me a big guy comes back again and then then you're dealing with that and just the it's things are just you're trying to wash your hands and there's water and it's like, like whatever and I, you know, try to clean up the bathroom before I leave and everything like that. And I come out. And when I come out, I look at her and just all the joy is gone from her face. <laughs> and then when I and then when I leave, I look and I start to see people. Cause it felt like everybody was asleep when I went there, but then they were they woke the stench woke. You them woke up. them up. <laughs> and then I, I'm looking at everyone and everybody and people are like, this big ass, look at this nigga going there and just fuck the bathroom up. You know what I'm saying? They're supposed to like, you know, put coffee, you know, put coffee in there to like soak up some of the smell. Like there's things that they can do because I've been on a flight before, first class, where someone did not make it to the bathroom in time and threw up all over, like all over right there in front of the bathroom. And they put down like the, the coffee and it takes the smell away immediately. Oh, really? You ever seen that? That's what they should have done with you. Ah, they needed some Folgers crystals, man. Because, because. <laughs> it's gross. I, Let's okay. move on. What'd you do this on. weekend? What'd you do this weekend? I just hung out. <laughs> I, like, I just hung out, man. Like, I just hung out. Like, on Saturday, I had an amazing day of working out. Oh, that's great. Now we're talking. Now yeah, we're talking. I had an amazing day of working out. Friday, I talked to my Uncle David who I hadn't spoken to in a while. That's nice. How's he? He's been better. Um, Okay. We're, we're dealing with stuff as a family. My uncle David is, uh, is, is is facing a health battle. Mm. And I spoke to him and I wanted to make sure that I let him know how important he was to me. He was one of the guys who helped teach me how to swim the way men teach boys to swim. (laughs) And just get in the fucking water. <laughs> um, and he was very, we talked about it. And I just wanted to take a second to give my uncle, who is a, a very important man, an indomitable man, of some words of encouragement. I hope to see you soon, Uncle. I'm going to come down and visit you. So, yeah. So, it's, uh, he's, 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 he's down, but he's not out. Uncle David. David Uncle Ellis. David. Uncle David, David Ellis. Uh, what about you? What'd you do? Um, well, I went to San Francisco on Friday. 
to a really fun interview. I can't say with I don't think I don't think I can say with him because it's Michelle Obama. No, 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 no. Donnie, beep this out as I say it. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. And it was really fun. I mean, he's always easy to do because he just is funny. Um, and then Saturday is when it's college football playoffs this weekend. I work with the foundation every year. It's my fifth year doing it. So I'm always in whatever city they're in. And I work, foundation's all about teachers. So I usually open up the summit, which is this big thing that they do for thousands of teachers virtually and in person where they do workshops, networking, they have these guest speakers, and it's all just to encourage and uplift teachers and give them the tools that they need to survive out here in these schools. So I opened that up and I spoke to the teachers. Then I hosted a panel about some of the things that the foundation is doing in LA and Inglewood specifically, and then nationwide because it's a year-round thing. And um, then I went to the concert. They always do these free concerts in the city. So Bank of California is where it was this year. Jonas Brothers performed the first night. I love them. And then last, and then yesterday I went, I had to work, did the house party mm-hmm. junket, saw that movie. Mm-hmm. You like it? Yeah, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, we're going to have the house party director on the podcast next Thursday. Calmatic. News to me? <laughs> News to me, too. <laughs> Thanks, Donnie. Spring Hill reached out. I was out. like, did I? Did I? Shout out to Jamal at Spring Hill. Cal- but, um, I saw the do? movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw the movie. Talked to some of the cast. That was good. That was cool. Uh, did Taste of the Championship, which is where they have sh- local chefs and then chefs from this, the teams that are competing. And they have like little booths set up and you can go around and taste all these foods and the proceeds go to teachers and the foundation. And then I went to that, the concert that night and it was Sweetie and Pitbull. Mm-hmm. And that was Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I looked some stuff mis- out. Had a little mishap with Copper. He's wearing a muzzle now. He, he, he bit people again. Okay. I don't like that people, you said people, that's plural. He bites. I like, but here's he the thing. Nips. Here's the- Here's the thing about me and Copper. I'm on Copper's side. Yes, you've come, come definitely over to your house. Copper, <laughs> Copper bit me. I looked over and I said, he Good job. nipped. Copper bit me. He and didn't I break over skin. And he I, didn't said, break skin. I said, Good job. Because I like the way he did it. He waited till I walked past him. He didn't, it wasn't a head on bite. He, he like, he waited till I walked past him and then he just like, uh, Nigga, this is my house. Stand you know, up straight. It, I'm I like, know his I story with that. before. No, Something with men, especially the, tall men. The, the story is this. I don't trust you. Me and Copper hung out the whole night. Is <laughs> I don't trust you. This is the way it can go. Bite. And I like it. I have no well, problem. When he's in the house now, we have people over. He has a muzzle. So he's currently I, wearing a that's muzzle. That's not right. They're coming to his house. That's where he lives. Copper, I'm with you. You know what? Bring Copper over here for a week. He could, like, he, well, I tell you what, he how about this? He won't be like that at your place. That's what I'm saying. He was over here before, no bites. When I was at his place, it's like, yo, nigga, <laughs> want some real shit? <laughs> You're like, he's okay. Also, I, I, what? He's older. He's getting older. And they told me this at daycare. He's getting grumpier. Good. So that's, but like, it's just sad because it's a sign of him getting older. He's grumpy. He'll be nine this year. Good for Cop. He's very virile. 
Uh, by the way, I left out stuff that I did in my weekend. Oh, okay. You said all the stuff that you did. I left out stuff. Just want to let you know that that's not I did stuff. <laughs> I went okay. to Zimbabwe. I was, uh, I was, you know, I was in Mexico. I talked to. Uh, wow! Wow! Yeah, like I had, I had a, I had a conversation with uh, Celine Dion and Elton John. We're talking about different things that go on. I did a lot of stuff too. But don't do that again. Don't do this thing where you go tell me what you, you did me in your weekend. Nope, that's not what you, every that's, that's every not, weekend is Rachel, not like this, and you know it. Every Rachel, weekend is. You not said this way. to me, you said, "What did you do this weekend?" You asked because you I knew had to that change you, the subject. I, you it was, knew the subject was starting to smell. The conversation you, was starting to stink. I'm just literally, sharing I with take, people. I you take you it. knew you was coming back with a one. You know what you. <laughs> Donnie, be honest. Doing? How many times does Rachel ask me what I did this weekend? Almost never, right? You're right. Like, almost never, yeah. Donnie. Just it's jump it's in. usually you doing the asking. You normally right. do the asking. But she that. made Donnie, sure that, that force. she she made sure <laughs> that she asked because she knew she was coming back with that motherfucking wham bam. I <laughs> yeah, it was waiting in the back pocket. I literally did it so you could stop talking about shit. Not true. That's that's your cover. You all, we probably always, always had that in the tuck. We want to make sure Van knows I was with the fucking Jonas Brothers burning up this weekend. <laughs> I love that song. Remember when they did, when they did, they did that song with Stevie Wonder? They did burning up. Oh no! At the Grammys, and no. then I was offended when they did the song with Stevie Wonder at the Grammys because because they cued in Stevie, and I was so it was like oh. they were doing the song, and it was like. And, and, and then and then one of the Jones brothers goes, show what you got, Stevie. And I was like, nigga, you don't talk to Stevie Wonder like that. You don't, <laughs> you don't ask Stevie Wonder to show what he has. I remember looking at it, I was like, you don't tell Stevie Wonder to show it. It's, not, show it's it. not that serious. It wasn't. I love that song. though. I like Cake by the Ocean, but that's by a different band. Oh, Ooh, they say, no, no, no. They did their individual songs, too. They did Cake by the Ocean. They did Jealous. They did Cake by the Ocean. And then it was kind of sad because it was like, well, what's Kevin going to do? He's going to be there with his brothers. Get off, Kevin. But he didn't have, you know what I mean? Like, he so didn't what? have his own. Kevin, yeah. Kevin is the backbone of the Jonas Brothers. How about that? I didn't say he wasn't. You know, their dad used to be my manager. That's Nigga, What? Your dad used to be the manager of the what no, the fuck is happening? Their dad was my manager right after I came off the Bachelorette for two years. What was it? Was his name Michael Kevin Jonas? Jonas? Kevin Jonas Senior. So you met the Jonas Brothers before? I've only met Nick. If I'm gonna be real, if the if if their dad was like my manager, I have to be invited to their house for like different holidays. I have to be a part of Jonas family Christmas. Jonas. Oh, man, I will be think about Jonas family. How come they haven't done that? How come they haven't done Jonas family? Have they not? Have they done it? Have Maybe they done when they it? were Disney kids? Maybe they a, did. It would be better now because now you got Priyanka Chopra, you got uh Jean Grey or Lady from what's her name? Sadie Hawkins. What's her name? Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. You wow. got you got Sadie Hawkins. You were thinking Sansa, maybe? You were thinking Sansa, of Game of that's Thrones her name. That's her yeah. name. You got her and Jonas family. Chris, we got to do the podcast. I can go, <laughs> go on. We like We're 30 literally minutes 30 minutes in. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Big it's deal a big weekend. Never, 
Big weekend. Well, <laughs> shit, for one of us. Big deal of the day on the other side of this break. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. All right, so Kevin McCarthy is the speaker. Rachel, are you are you pleased? Am I pleased? I I'm pleased that the show is done, right? I'm 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 happy it's over with. I mean, there was only so much. Like, where were we gonna go from here? How, did it get to fifteen, or was the, 15. it the 15th time he was actually elected? Is Rachel, elected? I, I gotta be I, honest got with it. you. Whatever. Before we move on, real quick, I, I'm looking at this picture you just sent. <laughs> this is unacceptable. Hold on real quick. Before we move on, Rachel just sent me a picture of Copper with a fucking Hannibal Lecter thing over his face. <laughs> this is not right. I'm sorry. I'm against this. Let me... It is... I, like this, you cannot... We, pause he it. Was, put, a, put a pin in this. He's put a sleeping pin in this. You see, he's That's fine. Put a pin in this. I want more time on this at the end of the podcast. And I want the picture. Free my niggas. Anyway. He sent somebody to the urgent care. I, had I to, don't I, give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't care. I snorted. Oh, <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. You can't have this niggas the silence of the cops. Like, is it like you, no, man. Free my dogs. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> urgent care. I felt the nip. It's not an urgent care situation. I this felt the three, nip. This was three stitches. It was actually a, an issue. So I'm still on this side. <laughs> what was so, I saying? Okay. Am I am I happy? I'm just happy we can stop talking about it. Because to be honest, as entertaining as it was, I mean, it took new levels from the last time that we talked. I mean one of them had to be held back from attacking Gates. They're shouting out different names. Names. Democrats are bringing literal popcorn to watch the show. It had to end because Congress has to move on, right? They, they, that The House has to actually start going ahead and swearing people in so they can conduct business. So we we needed to see this move on. But I'm also not happy because at what cost was Kevin McCarthy, you know, elect? Am I using the right term? Elected, chosen as the Speaker of the House. At what cost? Because those started off as twenty, 
those Republicans. Then it went down to six. And I think it was only one who ended up not voting for him. But um, correct me if I'm wrong on that, Donnie. But the fact that they were holding him hostage till they could get exactly what it is that they wanted, to me, is very telling on how the House is going to do business moving forward. Okay, so you won and you got the title. But what does that mean for doing business? Are they going to these these ultra conservative Republicans? Are they going to be able to hold you or hold Congress or the House in itself from being able to do business moving forward? It this is a disaster. If you thought that things weren't moving through on the House before, it's going to be even worse. This was just the, the the preview of what's to come. So no, I'm not happy because I don't see things being accomplished in the House and bills getting passed and agendas moving forward in the way that they, we would like for them to go based on what we just saw over the last four days. Okay, I'm going to read a list of concessions. Go ahead. Made by Kevin McCarthy. Okay. These are the concessions that he's given. We'll talk about these uh, yeah. in a second. So <clears throat> motion to vacate. Motion to vacate is uh, essentially we talked about this with Aaron Rupar. Shout out to Aaron Rupar. Anybody <laughs> normally will take five votes uh, for a motion to vacate the speaker's, office, the speaker's chair. Like you know, to, to call a vote, get you out of there, lose your job. Now it's only one vote. Anybody at any time can say, hey, let's call for a vote to vacate. Um, so that has essentially neutered Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, literally personality by personality in terms of you know what the deal is. All right, here's some other things. Uh, Mark- McCarthy Alliance Super PAC, the Congressional Leadership Fund, agreed not to spend in open Republican primaries and safe seats. Okay. The House will hold votes on key conservative bills, including a balanced budget amendment, congressional term limits, and border security. That's putting things that these hardliners care about. Efforts to raise the the nation's debt ceiling must be paired with spending cuts. That's a very important one. Come back to that a little bit. Uh, Move 12 appropriations bills individually instead of passing separate bills to fund government operations, more freedom caucus, representation on committees, including the House Rules Committee. Very important right there. Freedom Caucus. Remember, Freedom Caucus is not five or six people. Freedom Caucus is like 80 people. And it's made up of some of the most conservative right hardliners in the party. These people have essentially been mainstreamed um, into the Republican Party vis-a-vis them holding the speaker's seat hostage. Mm-hmm. It was very important to them that that happened, and it seemingly has happened now. Cap discretionary spending at fiscal year 2022 levels, which would amount to lower levels for defense and domestic programs. Interesting. 72 hours to review bills before they come to the House floor. Give members the ability to offer more amendments on the House floor. Create an investigative committee to probe the weaponization of the federal government. That's very that's very important. We'll come back to that one as well. Restore the Hoffman rule, which can be used to reduce the salary of government officials. Okay, so to me, uh, the investigative committee into the federal government is important. 
Uh, to a degree, all of these are important. The motion to vacate is more of an issue for Speaker McCarthy because, like I said, that, that's put his balls in a sling. Um, and then when we're talking about anything that has to do with the raising of the debt ceiling, um, the raising of the debt ceiling is incredibly important to the function of the American economic center. Because remember, if you don't raise the debt ceiling, then you must pay. Okay? If you don't raise the debt ceiling, can't take any more debt, then you're like, got to start paying down shit. Now, most presidents raise the debt ceiling. Very little fanfare. It used to be a tradition to say, hey, we can incur more debt. But it's become increasingly a sticking point in American politics as it's been used as a political volleyball back and forth Mm -hmm. to denote who is responsible and who is irresponsible. President Trump spent like a motherfucking madman. (laughs) They didn't care. New president, new priorities. So they're saying that any raise in the debt ceiling has to be... uh, has to be accompanied by spending cuts. And we'll just have to see what it is that they want to cut and how much they want to cut it. But right. that's a concession that was made. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, create an investigative committee to probe the weaponization of the federal government. That's very interesting. In the 70s, there was something called the Church Committee. Mm-hmm. You guys have ever heard of the heart attack gun? The heart attack gun was a gun that fires a small thing into your body that makes you have a heart attack that the CIA used to have. Oh, God. It's very true. It's like, I watched this one video one time and it was about all of these crazy weapons that people had. It was a heart attack gun. She was this little thing into you. Boom. It, it makes you have like this weird cardiac issue and that was a way to assassinate people that was, it, it was hard to trace it back. Can't really tell where it went in. It's almost like it's just a little piece of ice into you. It melts and then you have a heart attack. People think that they use the heart attack gun on Marilyn Monroe. That's a true fact. Like this heart attack gun. And during the church committee Is it in the banned? 70s, they banned it now. Who knows okay. what they do though? Yeah, during I know. The, during the church committee in the 70s, led by a senator who was named Church, they were talking about overreaches in the CIA. This was you know, right after the 60s, Cold War era shit. So they were talking about some of the overreaches in the CIA post J. Edgar Hoover's reign, and that's what the church committee was about. Now, J. Edgar Hoover, as we know, is doing all kinds of shit. COINTELPRO, the destabilization of American black radical movements, okay? Fucking over uh, MLK, asking him to kill himself, Malcolm X, all kinds of stuff, plus political assassinations, all of this stuff. It was really wild in the 60s and before. What this basically says is the Republicans want that same, the Freedom Caucus members want that same type of committee to paint the FBI, essentially, and the Justice Department as people who have run amok and are working in interest of what they consider to be the radical left. And they want to kind of bring them to bear in front of the entire country. Tell you why that's important to me. That's important to me because it to me demonstrates something that we already knew that the Republicans don't have very much of an agenda that what they are attempting to do is make sure they have unfettered power to obstruct 
This means that we're going to get all the Hunter Biden shit that we want. This means that we're going to get that the FBI is run, uh, run by radical Democrats. I didn't see anything in here, to be honest with you, that had anything to do with advancing a vision no. or advancing an agenda for America. Correct. And there is something that happened with the Kevin McCarthy situation. What happened with it is that the far right of the party was able to institute a sort of regulatory capture, if unchecked, regulatory capture, just so you guys know. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that know know what this is. But let's say that I work for Goldman Sachs, or I used to work for Goldman Sachs, which is, by the way, what happens in this situation. And I write the bills that regulate American financial uh, laws. That's called regulatory capture. The people that are writing this stuff are the people who uh, benefit from it. They like the, the, the inmates are running the asylum. In mm-hmm. this situation, the obstructionists of the party, the people who are unabashed in the fact that they just want to see all progress stopped, in a way, were able to not all the way, because remember, the Senate and the president are still held by, by the Democrats, but they were able to essentially stick their dick in the house. And that yeah. was the only way that McCarthy could get his speakership. And so yeah. he gave him the store. I don't know how big of a deal it will eventually be, but I do know, you know, having committees and wasting the American public's time on whether or not George Soros controls the the FBI. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, guys. This is not the same as Hoover and the things that were going on in the 60s and, and the 70s. It's not the same. It's not the same thing. I know you guys want to. It's not the same thing. And wasting a lot of time on Hunter Biden. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the vision of American government that even the constituents of these people wanted. Or, you know, maybe it was. Maybe it was. I don't know. But that's to me what happened. And Speaker McCarthy had to placate these people in order to get his speakership. That's what he cared about. That's what he got. That's all he cared about was the title. And I, you know what? I will say that when this first started, I didn't think that he was going to make, like, appease them in that way. I didn't think that he was going to give in to every single thing that they wanted. But his desperation because as Aaron said, he was already moving stuff into the office. He so badly wanted that title, which is a title he's wanted for a very long time. He was willing to do anything. And I think that that's symbolic of the party right now. They will do anything for power to be able to, whether that's to able to obstruct, um, stop the Democrats from doing whatever it is that they're doing, rather than advancing or for the greater good of their constituents or the country. I think this whole act, this whole vote, 15 times, all these days we've been watching is exactly who they are. Exactly who they are. And it's interesting because they're not powerful. He's not powerful. It's the illusion of power. There's something about 
being on Donald Trump's nuts. And I don't know what it is. But what I do know is that Donald Trump's nuts for a lot of these people is the world's greatest aphrodisiac. Because it doesn't matter what the results are. Like for me, I look at results, right? I look at like what happens after you do something. And then I judge it, you know? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you see somebody go out and they hang out. Like, for example, dating Erica Badu. Like, you know, that looks like a good thing. Your music gets better. You dress better. You become more enlightened. You date Erica Badu. It's a good thing. There's something about the lady that makes you a deeper, more centered, more awesome human being. Dating Erica Badu seems like a good thing, right? Dating a Kardashian, bad. Bad thing. Doesn't end up well at all. All kinds of shit. And it's all bad. You lose it. Spiral out of control. All types of shit happens after that happens. Look at two different things. Dating Erica Badu, good. You get cool looking kids who are super talented. Your life gets better. Very few people that have dated Erica Badu haven't gone up. You can't name one. She is good for people. I'm not doubting you. Kardashian, down. Almost all of them, down. Republicans don't care. Trump is a Kardashian. Trump is somebody that when you fuck with him, you're going down. You're going to lose your race. You're going to go to jail. You're going to lose your reputation. You're going to be unemployable. The guys, the the people that worked for Trump before, they now say that they're unemployable because they worked for Trump. Complaining. Okay? They worked for him. Rudy Giuliani, all fucked up. Like Flynn, jail. So all of these guys, jail, 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 jail. And then the Republicans lose all of the races that are out there, the key important ones, the majority of them, they lose. All right. McCarthy has to give away all of this stuff to his political enemies, yet they still fuck with him. It's amazing what's going on. I've never seen anything like this before. Trump is actually like a Kardashian because it doesn't matter how much you lose. They still go back to the same pair of titties. Okay, let me ask you this. I get the illusion of power when it comes to Kevin McCarthy, but is it an illusion of power if, you're still able to stop the people that you don't want to see move forward, that you don't want to see them see. There's power in them obstructing what the Democrats are trying to do. Sure, there's, there's power in that. I mean, there's there power. Is. They got exactly what they wanted right now. There's they power exactly in it. You're right. You're not wrong. There's power in it if, well, there's power, but there's no gain, right? It, it, depends, what, it depends what you want to gain. Right. Well, Kevin McCarthy just wanted to gain the title. Yeah, but OK, sure. There's OK. You know what? You're right. There's individual gain. Well, sure. I, I'm still operating under the, the weird assumption that they want to gain something for the people that they're supposed to be governing for. But they don't. Yes. And they don't. They don't. It's all individual. It's selfish. You, you won, Rachel. 
They, okay. I'm she not was, trying to. Rachel, just, you won. I don't know why you're, you keep, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need the same energy for you the whole podcast because of what you've done to Compton. Like you won. You made your point, Rachel. Rachel, Donnie, can you, can you, Rachel won that one, right? She won. She proved her point. Clear Marita, winner. Be, <laughs> clear I'm winner. not trying Clear winner. <laughs> coppers over there. Man, free my dog. He's totally, man. he is sleeping at my feet. He is so comfortable. During this entire thing, King Jeffries, under the radar, made a history. First black yes. leader of a majority party in the U.S. Congress. Yes. Representative Hakeem Jeffries. A rising star within the Democratic Party. He's represented the 8th District in New York since, um, since 20, 2013. So shout out to yes. Hakeem Jeffries. Love Hakeem. An ongoing push to decriminalize marijuana at the federal level and legislation to improve the process, which grants pardons and commutations. So he's a real criminal justice advocate. Sounds like somebody who's trying to advance something. That was nice to hear, Van. That was really nice. It was nice to hear. (laughs) If you were Akeem Jeffries, would you have... If I was Akeem Jeffries, you know what I would have on my... um, Please tell my, me. It would say HNIC, head nigga in Congress. Yeah, it would. That's what I should <laughs> When you came in there, when you came in there to my office and I'm the leader, it would say HNIC, head nigga in Congress, right there. That's what it would say. Well, you know what? If we ever have Akeem on, you should tell him that. I'm one, I want him to have it. I want him, I want him to have that. But I, I'm he's a bright young star. And we have a lot of bright young stars. Um, and we hope to have them on higher learning here, you know, in the, in the near future. We have a lot of bright young stars out there in, in politics. And Kim Jeffries is one of them. Um, makes me proud right there. Mm-hmm. Makes me proud. What was the yeah. guy that tried to holler at a Neil Long that time? Jamal Bowman. I like him too. <laughs> he did not try to shoot a shot. I believe he was married. Nah, man. Oh, nah, man. <laughs> okay? um, all right. George Santos. We haven't talked that much about George Santos. George Santos is the uh, <laughs> the GOP congressman who Republican lawmaker who has lied about everything in in, in his life. He's like, <laughs> it's not funny. You know, it is. <laughs> it's not funny. Wait a minute. How could it not be funny? It's. I mean, it's funny, but it in the grand scheme of things, it's ridiculous. I don't even. I don't see so. If you're if you're trying to get a job, you lie about one thing. Or you say, "Hey, I was the fucking SGA president." This nigga didn't even go to the school. This nigga didn't go to school. Like he lied about everything. He lied about where he went to school. His religion, no, he lied about his his where he went to school, his religion, who he worked for. He lied yeah. about his sexual orientation. He lied. He lied Wait, what about. What did he say about his sexual orientation? Said that he's been openly gay for. Look, I don't look. Here, here's the deal. I'm not. Everything is up for question. Every, you know, everything is in question with him. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. wait, is he gay? That's what. That's what Kalika. Wait, is he not gay? I. He said, I didn't he's. Know. He said that he's gay. He was he's married gay. previously, and he says that he has 
changed his sexual orientation since and is now a gay man. Okay, so I guess that's okay. not a lie. Okay. Actually, you know what? Okay. Take all that out before people get mad. I just so, know. Yeah. But, yeah. but I, I'll take it out just for safety's sake. But uh, that is something that people have questioned whether or not that was something that is a fact and if it, it was just used for the campaign trail. But I'll take well, it out. Just I, 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 I don't think you necessarily have to because I think the reason people are questioning that is because you're questioning everything else in his life because he's lied about so many things. We don't know anything about him. We don't even know who this man is at this point. Is his name George? I'm not sure. I, exactly. I don't know anything. I don't know if he's a person. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he's accused now of, of using his right hand to cast his vote for McCarthy by making a sideways OK sign, which is that white power sign. Does that, does that sign offend you when you think people are making that sign? Like the OK? Does that, do you get into that? You, don't that, Kappas throw that up? No, Kappas don't throw that. Kappas throw up the yo. Don't. The, it, it, looks, <laughs> it looks very. When they are you saying, around. When are they you, strolling, first of all, I'm just can, saying it's first of all, can you stop throwing they sign? <laughs> like, I'm, in the, I'm in the divine nine. So if you're in the divine nine, you can My throw any sign you want. And he's here and he's here right now. I throw so, it up all the time. You so, throw up the hooks all the time. I've never thrown up the hooks you go not like this. once. You're like, okay, never, okay. I, Donnie, no. does he not do this? Okay. No, I've ne- <laughs> but I don't throw up the hooks. So you're telling me right now that if, if you're in the divine nine, you can throw up any sign you want. I Well, I don't throw up other sorority signs, but I think it's fair game to be able to throw up the yo. I, obviously, I can throw up the hooks. Right. Because you're because that's like. What's alpha's this? I don't even know what they call it. I threw it all. I'm a former <laughs> Miss Black and Gold. I throw it Are up. you? Are you throwing yeah. it? You throw it up? Like what's yeah. the throw up the sigma sign? What's the sigma sign? How about this? Let's do this. Let's see if you know all the know. signs. Let's see if I you know all the signs. Give me the Kappas. Let's, let's do this real quick. Does Rachel okay. know all of this? Rachel is, we're going to do a quick game and we're going to come back because we're done with the Republicans. <laughs> Rachel is a Delta. Suwu. No, no stop Su-woo. that. Is it Suwu? It's Ooh. an Ooh. Oh, Suwu is the Bloods. Okay, sorry. Ooh. <laughs> okay. All right. Rachel is a Delta. Wow. Oop. Okay. Does Rachel know all of the various hand signs of the Divine Nine organizations? Let's put her to the test. Rachel Kappa. This. Kind, kind of, but not really. But yeah, sort of. Oh, you're right. It's this. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right. Uh, Omega. Hooks. The hooks. Okay. Alpha. I think it's this. That's it. But I that's, okay. I can't. I don't know it. what it's called. That's 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 the alpha. That's okay. The, the alpha sign. Okay, sigma. I I can't see it. I can see them stepping, but I can't see their sign. I don't know. Okay, that's fine. Do so, you know? Eh, of course, I know. Eh, on the sigmas. Uh, what is it? I, I'll show you after. Um, it's this. The sigma sign is that. Oh, see, that's, that's why it's confusing to me. I went to yeah. UT. We throw up the hooks. That's yeah. why I just thought that, you know, it's com- right. confused. Okay. Iota Phi Theta. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody does. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
brothers. Shout out to those brothers. All five of them. Shout out to them. <laughs> wait, wait. I, the funniest joke that has ever been told ever at a step show was told at Southern. It was like, I can't remember who was telling this joke, but the guy who was hosting the step show, I can't remember who was hosting it this year. He goes, everybody is here. We got the alphas. We got the omegas. Hey, we got everything. I don't know if I think they wanted to be here, but he's at work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's this. Is that is that's the Iota Phi Theta sign? This is right, the shot. Iota Phi Theta. We really joking because here's the thing: where I'm from in the South, there are not a lot of Iota Phi Theta there guys. Are. There are, but in on the East Coast, all the places they have plenty of them. Shout out to those brothers. It's a joke. Okay, now we go to the ladies. Uh, Delta, obviously Delta. you know that. Yes. Okay, cool. Um. AKA. There you go. Throw it up. I know you want to. No, oh please. I know you want to. Sigma Gamma Rho. It's like uh, I think it's this. Mm-hmm. If not, it's very similar. Okay. Uh uh, uh the Zetas. Zetas? Wow. Yeah. I Zetas. think it's this. Is that it? But I I think. Think, no, it's not that. I think they do this at some point. They do that. I thought the Zeta was actually but is it that. Similar to- I thought the Zeta was actually that. I think it's that, I, but if you put your uh, middle fingers and your thumb together. so Middle fingers and your thumb together? That's the signal. No. no, no, no. Not like that. Like, like this. Oh, it's like, this. It is oh, this. Oh, like that. Okay, that. so it's that. It's, that's the Zetas. That's, right. Yeah, that's the Zetas right there. Okay. Okay. All right. But maybe right, that's, just, I don't know. There's some, so, I don't know. So, that, can, so that's all of the signs. Donnie, I, we want to make a little thing about this to see how many of Rachel, since she said she's divine nine, she can throw up anything she wants. We want to see <laughs> how many of them she got right. And shout out once again to uh, Tyro the Five Theta. Shout out to you, brothers. All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side of this, we're going to come back in and talk about Demar Hammer. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it you can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies' splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah. A toast to breakfast. Okay, Damar Hamlin. Uh, kid looks like he's going to beat this thing. Yeah. Very incredibly moving. Mm-hmm. Incredibly moving. Uh, he posted, 
posted a photo from the hospital bed and live tweets the Buffalo Bills game a week after his collapse. Uh, he says, game time! Image showed him with his hands together in a heart sign. Love for DeMar. Uh, in the days since he suffered a cardiac arrest and collapsed, he's gotten better every day. Um, progress is expected to be released from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center in the coming days. Source no, Van, he was released today. What? It literally came out as we were on the podcast. He was released from the hospital today and he's back in Buffalo and the doctors yes! are saying that they can confirm he's doing well and this is the beginning of the next stage of his recovery. Whoa! Yeah. It's oh, incredible. Go Damar. I didn't even realize yeah. that he had been mm-hmm. released. Good for man. Mm-hmm. What an amazing story. What a moment. I, 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 yeah. I'm still floored by the way that people came together and and good energy for Damar Hamlin. Um, I'm glad that he's been released. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that at some point, you know, because a lot of things are going on. I think that people have stepped in to make sure that his, that he gets his contract money and that they're trying to, they're trying to yeah. work that out between uh, the NFLPA and the, um, the NFL itself. So there's a lot of things that are going on. Um, taking care of him, taking care of his family, very important. Uh, taking care of the people around him. Love to the staffs and the players yeah. that put him first. It's the last time the NFL put a human being first. Um, and I also want to thank somebody else. I want to thank the New England Patriots for very uh, humanely allowing the Buffalo Bills to run that opening kickback. <laughs> and because and, that was moving, super moving. So the Patriots and the NFL, thanks for fixing it to where that kick could be run back uh, so that we could all have a moment and 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 love on DeMar Hamlin some more. I'm rooting for this kid now. The DeMar Hamlin yeah. right now is, is my favorite athlete. And it's not just about the fact that something happened to him. It's about the way that he's really dealt with it. He just showed he's, the, the fight and the love that he was able to reciprocate. It's amazing. Love. Well, and it also gave us the opportunity to know who this, who he was before. Like he was a great man prior to this happening and the stuff that he was doing in his community and how humble he was for the opportunity he had to play in the NFL. So it's just highlighted just an incredible person that he is, period. So that's very good news. I'm very happy to hear that uh, about DeMar Hamlin. I'm hoping that in terms of people out there that I'm hoping recover and and like get better. I'm hoping that my man Copper is next. I'm hoping that at some point and Copper can take have the, the shackles. Yeah, you should. You should throw that away. Even show that to the people. Show that to the people. Show that to the people. Show it. That's that's so od. That's where did you get that? That doggy uh, he BDSM. He no. can breathe. He can see. Hell no. And he's in the same position that he was before, with it on and with it off. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. 
Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. I'm worried about something. What? I want to go to Ghana and hang out in Ghana and other places in Africa. Same. And, and I'm worried that people will ruin relations with these people before I get a chance to get there. Let me tell you somebody who I fuck with. I fuck with Meek Mill. Meek is a good dude. I talk to Meek every now and again. Me and Meek will share a DM. Donnie. But people are, whatever. People are mad at Meek because he apparently filmed a music video at the Jubilee House in Ghana. When Meek was down there in Ghana, let's just be real, it's all kinds of shenanigans happening down there when Meek was in Ghana. Apparently somebody either stole his phone or he lost his phone. He had to get the phone back. There's all these videos of Meek running around in Ghana. Meek was like the Elvis of Ghana. He was going nuts. Okay. And now there are people so mad that he filmed a music video in the Jubilee House. The location serves as an office uh, the office of the president, and it's considered the highest concert, con- security zone in Ghana. It's like the White House of Ghana. Okay? Meek filmed everywhere, including the podium of the president, <laughs> which the president uses to address the nation. Uh, there's a little video um, that I want to play, but before we get into this, Ghana's former deputy, deputy education minister questioned how the shoot was approved in the first place. He said, all those responsible for this despicable desecration (laughs) of the Jubilee House by Meek Mill must be fired immediately. How do those explicit lyrics from the president's lectern project Ghana positively? Is Ghana's seat of government no longer a high security installation, he, he tweeted. I want you to think about it. Now, obviously, the situation is different, but this is what some of my Ghanaians are saying. They're saying, would you guys ever allow someone to come to the White House and step up to the podium in the Rose Garden and it'd be nigga this, nigga that, nigga this, nigga that, get the choppers at the White House. That's what they're saying. I sent Donnie a little video. Donnie, do you have it? Yep, I got it. You ready? Yeah, this is a video from a Ghanaian radio station. And shout out to this guy. Just listen to a little bit of this and you'll get a feeling of how some people feel. There's some parts of this that are funny to me. I play this. There was so much drama with McMill when he was in Ghana. He says he enjoyed Ghana. He was treated like a king. And again, he enjoyed everything. He actually revealed that his ancestral DNA proves that he's 18% Ghanaian. So he's somehow Ghanaian as well. But the latest is that he shared a video 
of himself at the Flagstaff House. I'm sure you all saw it. It's now known as the Jubilee House. I'm sure you all saw it. He was there with the president and a number of people from the diaspora. Uh, they met the president, had conversations and all that. But that is not the problem now. There's a lot of confusion online. People are talking, how does this happen? So McMill shared a visual, a video of himself at the Flagstaff House, which is considered a security zone. And so for that matter, you are not allowed to film or shoot anything from there. The only cameras that are allowed to follow you in there are either from security at the Flagstaff House. You know, even as a Ghanaian, you can't film. Even if you take a picture outside the Flagstaff House and you are caught, you are in trouble. So the question mm. is, how did McNeil have access to film in the Flagstaff House? And he actually addressed the nation as well. You know, the president has been addressing the nation with this, this, this podium and says, fellow Ghanaians, aha. Uh -huh. That's what the poor people said. How come McNeil was able to have access to the fellow Ghanaians podium, stand behind the fellow Ghanaians and rap and use all the nigger and all that? And again, he was, if you want the visuals very well, they flew a drone. And you know, in security installations, you can't fly a drone. So, how was he able to fly a drone in front of the Jubilee House? I'm with him. Of course. I'm, there is in no way, any way that I'm, I couldn't be with the people that's mad here. I'm, I'm sorry. There's no way that man said, Donnie, we played a part. We talked about what Meek Mill said when he was behind the podium. <laughs> like, think about it. Uh, I don't know what I said. <laughs> like, think, think about it though. Seriously. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't even understand why this is up for debate or there's they, any type of discussion. It's clearly disrespectful. They right. It's a hundred percent. What the fuck was Mill, Meek Mill thinking? Donnie, go ahead. <laughs> How come Meek Mill was able to have access to the fellow Ghanaians podium, stand behind the fellow Ghanaians and rap and use all the nigger and all that? And again, he was, if you want the visuals very well, <laughs> I don't know why you think that's so funny. I don't know why. <laughs> Dottie, I'm mad we actually fell for playing that again. <laughs> Just so so man could <laughs> so man could get off. <laughs> Listen. Yes, podium. Stand behind the fellow Ghanaians and rap and use all the nigger and all that. And I <laughs> Listen. The, the, you can't tell me. You know why? You know why? I'm going to be real with you. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on for a second. I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be real with you. First of all, I don't blame Meek for this. I don't. I don't blame Meek for this. Meek only knows what he knows. Where do you think he thought he was? I don't know. But it's like... So, There's so, no what? way somebody didn't tell him that this was the president's whatever. There's no way. No matter. That's why he stood. That's why he stood at the podium. No, just as you said, would you? Would we want to see this done at the White House? But what if they didn't know they couldn't do it? 
So, so my thing is this. It's like, I wouldn't go to the White House and do that because I know kind of what the White House situation is. I think this is very important for our understanding when we're talking about the diaspora. And I'll tell you why. Okay. I think sometimes we look at governments, we look at play, and they might look at things differently in this situation. I think this is very important to understand that, like, <clears throat> the sense of national pride that Ghanaians had, the Ghanaians have, should I say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's no less than a national pride to anybody because we go over there and we're welcomed and we're uh, invited, that doesn't mean that there still doesn't have to be a very fine line that, we're, that we walk in terms of respect and disrespect. The reason why I say I don't blame Meek for this is because I think that a lot of people got carried away here. I think that there were probably some people that let Meek film in a place, told Meek it was okay to film in a place, for a greater good. And that greater good was strengthening a bond between black people in Ghana and black people in America. And let's make a music video where we show you how amazing Ghana is. It's like a big commercial. And everybody from America is going to go, oh my God, Ghana, and there's going to be a connection and there's going to be a cultural connection, maybe an economic com- connection, uh, maybe an emotional connection, which I think a lot of black people here in America long for when it comes to different countries in Africa. And that's all very important. But I don't think it can be done at the expense of the pride or the sanctity that our brothers and sisters on the continent have for their places. Mm -hmm. That means something to them. And I think maybe there were some Ghanaian officials who may have either looked past that or didn't take into to, into consideration. The only reason why I can't blame they Meek. Past it. The only reason why I can't blame Meek is because if Meek says, "Yo, can I shoot a video in the palace, the in the Jubilee House?" Well, it's up to them to say no. You know what I mean? Like if, if it's up to them to say this, you can't shoot a video. You can't fly a drone. You can't say these things. You can't do that. It's up to them to uphold, defend what their uh, what, what their population is going to see as <clears throat> disrespectful to some of their institutions. He can't know that. If somebody shot, if somebody came over, I just I'm imagining this now. Let's say somebody came from the UT, UK. Let's say Stormzy, you know, comes from the UK and he wants to do some grime, and Joe Biden lets Stormzy shoot the grime at the White House and Stormzy's up there like 2K you said fight the knee and, he's, and Stormzy's doing this whole thing like I fuck with Stormzy like I'm not gonna blame Stormzy if that happens I'm gonna blame Joe Biden because I'm gonna be like why the fuck number one I wouldn't care at all but why the fuck y'all letting Stormzy shoot a video in the White House mm-hmm. so that's what I'm so, but that's funny so <laughs> it's like, I, I do have, think that you're right in the sense of I think more blame, if we're, if we're talking about the blame game, more blame is obviously on the people who allowed him access to that and then allowed him to shoot there. However, as you stated, you know, you, you fuck with Meek and this is your friend. 
Ding, 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 say, ding, ding. I didn't say he was my friend. Okay, sorry. Meek wouldn't y'all say that he was my friend. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I use the term friendly loosely, but you guys have communicated and like there's a, a coolness there, however you want to phrase it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I don't think that he is free of blame okay. because in the same way that we talk about I don't know, an athlete or somebody, some type of public figure gets on their social media platform and, and like makes a comment about something or says something. And we're like, damn, you know, you should have done your research. You should have known that maybe this wasn't appropriate. I think that somebody, there should have been some asking of questions. Uh, I feel like there wasn't, uh, it seems from Meek's camp, there wasn't a lot of asking. There was more of a, an assumption there. Oh, Maybe I don't know bit. that they would be able to do that. I'm assuming that that somebody would have to ask for you to shoot a music video. We don't know. It could be. If what you're saying is true, then Meek is all bad. Oh, you know what? No, I think the more blame is definitely with the people who gave him the access, for sure. But I don't think that we can just be like, oh, he was just so harmless in it. Maybe you should have asked. You don't know anything about Ghana in that way. So I think that there should have been more like, if I'm going to a place that I know nothing about, I'm going to be a little bit more cautious to make sure I'm not being disrespectful in a, in a place that I'm not familiar with. I would, I would ask a little bit more, but that's just me. So I'm just saying, you know, you were just like completely writing it off for him. I don't know if I could do all that. I understand. I understand. I'll be interested to get Donnie on this one, not to settle anything, but just, but he wants to, Donnie. Go ahead. Give it to no, him. I don't. I don't. I, I know I'm serious. It's just an interesting because we talked about so much back and forth. Uh, you know, when we talked about the whole Akon thing. And I just think sometimes people take it for granted. Like we, like as if their country and their customs and what's sacred to them matters less. No, they're proud Ghanaians and they don't want to see you saying nigga, nigga, nigga at the place where their president addresses mm-hmm. the nation. That makes perfect sense to me. It does to me, too. Donna? I feel like there's blame all across the board to go around. At least until we get more information. Like, Meek is... Meek and his camp, I think, are to blame for maybe not asking the right questions. But you can't blame them if they ask to be able to shoot somewhere, and the people responsible for that, that answer say, yes, you can shoot here. And then the blowback ends up coming on him more so than these people who are behind the scenes. So I feel like there's blame all around, honestly, until at least until more information ends up coming up. I can, I can understand that. I, I, I get what you guys are saying. I, that video was sent to me and mm-hmm. I listened to the video. <clears throat> I want to make sure I give this. And it was just, this is, I, this is on BTM Africa. This is uh B 102.5 in BTM Africa. Um, BTM Africa is a highly reputed for the most comprehensive coverage of entertainment news over there. So it's, uh, it's, I'm into BTM Africa. I'm seeing a lot of other stuff that they have on there. It's, uh, it's very interesting, but this is, it's just funny listening to him. Because he's like, don't come in here with this with this nigga shit. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm looking at some of the comments here. 
Okay. So this is some of the comments. It says, this, this is Ghana. Everything is possible. Only citizens suffer, not foreigners, which he called Meek a foreigner. Meek Mill is even an ex-convict, so he shouldn't have been allowed entry at all. Oh. Um, he deleted it because he doesn't want any lawsuits. My bet is that they use the images without permission. If that's the case, then he is all wrong, right? He says, you have asked questions. You are a journalist. Have you bothered to fish out the answers on your own questions from the right source? Or do you want to sit behind a microphone and do the very thing that the lay people and the opportunistic politicians are doing? Yikes. We want to make a difference. Uh, The answers are to questions that you as a journalist and a radio presenter have asked. I'd be very surprised if I have no answers to your questions. Are you expecting your listeners to provide you with the answers? Please think carefully about this. Why did you just ask those questions? BTM Africa responded to this. Your concerns are legit. Wow. These questions were asked to engage the listeners in the initial stages of the show. Some questions were answered later in the show. As it stands, no official communique has been released as government has been tight-lipped. Until this evening, Meek Mill has not said anything. He recently apologized. So let's go to this real quick. I'm glad I went to BTM Africa's site. Mm-hmm. Um, saying nigga on our podium. Fuck y'all think y'all are. Fuck out <laughs> of here. Take that, keep that nigga shit in Philly. <clears throat> here it is. My apologies to the people of any disrespect. We are still gonna make we're still gonna push to make the connection between black people in America and Africa. What I'm trying to do is more than a video, and you should see coming soon. My my apologies to the office also. Okay. He said, to the people of Ghana, no video I drop is ever meant to disrespect the people of Ghana. The fastest way to make connection is through music, and I wanted to do that with displaying art. I'm in my 30s from America. I didn't know much about the lifestyle here. Um, You're not the one everybody's mad at, is what this person said. And he says, I don't think they knew it was video footage when I asked to shoot. It's a small camera and one kid. In America, we didn't know this existed and was excited to show because they didn't show Ghana on our media much. So I'll take responsibility for my mistake. Not intentional. I'm just here for no separation of anything black. We already separated enough and don't understand each other's cultures. Let's use this to help fix that and not more judgment towards each other exclamation point. So it appears here that Meek asked to shoot, but maybe he wasn't explicit enough about what he was going to be shooting. And that way, when he took to the podium and said all the niggas from the lectern <laughs> that it's a possibility. Well, Donnie, one more time. One more time. <laughs> That's it's, all I <clears throat> just, 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 just one more time, okay? When he said all the niggas from the lectern that maybe he didn't know uh, that, that maybe they didn't know what he was doing. In that case, Meek is 100% wrong, and I'm glad that he's taking responsibility for it. Donnie, just give me one more time. Well, you know the president has been addressing the nation with this, this, this podium and says, fellow Ghanaians, uh-huh. That's what the poor people say. I don't cry in my mouth for a Say, how come Meek Mill was able to have access to the fellow Ghanaians podium, stand behind the fellow Ghanaians, and rap and use all the nigga and all that. And again, spares. <laughs> oh my God. It's not that funny. I'm sorry. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. We move on. We move on. We move on. 
Um, I don't have a serious question of the week. I don't. Okay. I don't have All a serious right. question of the week. We already did the let's make the Divine Nine Vans very serious question of the week. Which Rachel felt. Dr. Dre is mad at Marjorie Taylor Green. I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah, let's 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 go. <laughs> Shout out to everyone. Um we're coming back. Uh Rachel, have fun at the game later. Uh, I'm gonna be chilling here at the Thanks. house. I, I've decided to every time I watch football for the rest of the year now, I will watch it on Stairmaster. Watch games on the Stairmaster. Get a nice. Wow! Program. Wait, you do it the whole game? Not the whole game, but you know, just oh. until at least for an hour. That's so, incredible. I lost seven pounds last week. I'm in my. I'm on my shit. I'm losing weight. I'm, I'm getting amazing. I'm I, like like I'm saying goodbye to my titties. One titty. One titty, one at, titty a time. at a time. Yeah. Uh, so you're about to go do, get on the Stairmaster now like or later? when the game starts. When the game starts. Amazing. The like, That's a great idea. Yeah. Just, just, you know, just boom. Just, just glide. Glide. Yeah. Well, it's not the Stairmaster. It's the elliptical. You glide. Yeah. You glide. You get something out of it. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Uh, take your thing caps off, but do not stop learning. I am Van Lathan Jr. I'm Rachel Lindsay. Bye, guys. <laughs>